0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of our Clubhouse podcast, where we have candid and open conversations about mental health and anything related to it. Our Clubhouse is located in Richmond, British Columbia, where where we'll support adults living with and recovering from mental illness. We'll be hearing from both members and staff where, where our thoughts are our own. In today's episode, we talk about anxiety and how we manage it.
1: So, I guess we can start off with the big question is, what does anxiety mean to you?
0: It means a lot. <laughs> it means that there's a lot of weight on my shoulders and I don't know how to deal with it. Um, just because when I think of anxiety, I just think like I have it on my shoulders all the time, always thinking about something. And it's always there every day, and yeah, it just—it's almost like a cloud over my head, but not really, because that's more depression. It's more like something is hovering over my shoulders, like a brick or something heavy on my shoulders, and I have to deal with it or carry it with me wherever I go. And it's exhausting.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, to me, anxiety. Like, I guess for me, like, I don't have a lot of anxiety, but I have definitely felt it in certain moments for sure like if I I remember where I was studying for this really big exam for um, school and I remember like it was a test that I've ever experienced before and so just that uncertainty really contributed to like this physical feeling of oh my gosh I can't breathe like my thoughts are racing and I just really needed to talk to somebody and so anxiety like for me, is also like this huge weight on not only like my shoulders, but like on a lot of people's shoulders too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
2: agree with that whole thing that you said about like a lot of thoughts running through your head. Like for me, my anxiety is very like socially based and like being in social situations is like you're constantly thinking, you're constantly trying to like analyze like what you're doing and like what other people are doing. And it's just like, it's really exhausting you know I feel like for me anxiety is just like overworking all the time and then afterwards you're like just drained you know
0: (laughs) I agree yeah
1: it is really draining because I find that when you're anxious there's just like your body's just completely on you're like your thoughts are on and then you like your breathing starts to like increase your heart rate starts to increase. And so it's just a lot, it's draining in that sense too. Um, but if you had to describe to somebody who doesn't have anxiety, how would you like tell them what it feels like? I know we just kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, if you, in a succinct way, what would you say to somebody who doesn't have anxiety, what it feels like?
0: Um, It's like, occasionally you have worries but sometimes those worries intense with someone whose anxiety is a lot more intense and you get and then almost like you have like you're sick in a way where your heart is racing maybe hands are shaking sometimes you get really sweaty sometimes you can't speak your heads your thoughts are racing all this is having it happening all at once or and you like it's almost like fright or freeze and fight, um, It's when, you do, when that happens, when you just freeze or you want to fight or run, run, want to just run away in the obstruction. So it's like all these symptoms happen all at once, but they're all like very intense and some people want to run away, some people just want to hide, some people want to fight back. It depends, like nature, It's like what kicks in but it's just over stuff that's like everyday situations or everyday simple tasks that could be very minuscule, like very tiny, but some reason your body thinks, no, no, this is huge. And you have a panic attack or you just, uh, it's just, it's, it's just, yeah. It's like all these symptoms run to one, in a ball and just, yeah, you don't know what to do. And people all react differently who have anxiety.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The way that my friend used to describe it, which I thought is really sums it up well. She was like, Yeah, anxiety is like you're in a cage with a tiger, except no one else can see the tiger and no one knows what you're talking about. But you're having this reaction to something. And even if you know, like, oh, yeah, the tiger's not there, your body is still responding as if there was a tiger there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think there's this uh, perception that anxiety is always a bad thing, but actually, um, there's a lot of information out there now that suggests that anxiety is an adapt was an adaptive mechanism for human beings for survival. Um, so there's this article by John S. Price at Brighton General Hospital in the UK, and they wrote that anxiety is a component of de-escalating strategies mediated by the paleo, mammalian, emotional, and reptilian <laughs> for brains. So in so many big words, word. <laughs> really big words, uh, in so many ways, it's just saying that our brains have adapted to having anxiety as a survival mechanism. Um, and so there's, you know, in more recent research, um, it says that know our fight-or-flight response is adaptive if we see a bear then we know that we're going to have to either run away or fight for our lives but the problem with anxiety disorder or having um, general anxiety uh, is that that mechanism just doesn't turn off the bear is constantly there there's this overwhelming sensation of you know reactivity that is going on in your brain and you just can't turn it off and there's no, um, no way of, ter- of telling the bear to go away. It's just always there with you. Um, yeah. but it's, that's not to say that anxiety is a bad thing. Um, we experience anxiety in a lot of good ways too. So, um, there are times where anxiety can help you prepare for a test because you know that you have a pen- a due date coming up or a test coming up and you feel like oh my gosh and then whatever many hours I have before the exam I need to like study my butt off and so that anxiety can help you be more alert and be more conscious of what information you're taking in so that's an example of when anxiety can be good do you think you guys have any other examples of when anxiety might be helpful um
0: yourself safe if you Either on a date or you're meeting someone you don't know and you feel like the situation could go bad, it's good to, that's a good time to, like, okay, this is a good time to have anxiety because feel like get out now, leave the situation now, it's not safe. I think that's one way of anxiety really good. I can't think of any other ones, but that would be good, like with someone, you're meeting someone the first time or a stranger and you just, I have a gut feeling about this is not going to go well if I stay here any longer. I need to leave now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, do you have any other examples?
0: Uh, I guess something no. Maybe
1: like. I can't think. Of. Maybe like an interview.
0: Oh yeah. Is that helpful? <laughs>
1: I don't know. You had an interview before. Did yeah, I, did I, any anxiety help you?
2: I don't think it's helpful. <laughs> you know, unless um not being able to say a complete sentence is proactive. <laughs> That's just me, maybe. <laughs>
1: Maybe, maybe having anxiety is an indicator that maybe you didn't prepare ahead of time, or not not putting you on the Are you spot trying personally. To me
2: right now, <laughs> no, I'm
1: just saying. Like, you know, sometimes anxiety is an indicator. Like, oh, maybe there was um, something more you could have done. It's not. That's just my opinion, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. But <laughs> cut the cameras. Cut the We're cameras. Done. Cut the feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, sometimes, it, yeah, sometimes. It, um, Having that anxiety is signaling, but for people who have anxiety as like a disorder uh, or living with general anxiety disorder, you know, it's, that's not something that can be indicative of anything because it's just you're living with anxiety uh, constantly. Um, but I know that you wanted to talk about how the pandemic has affected you, but Kaylin, do you want to share um, how COVID has affected? your mental health during the course of the pandemic we talked about it in the last episode but everyone's experiences are different
0: Mm, i don't know it's been up and down in a way i don't know i feel like it's the same old thing but it's more condensed over three months usually my anxiety and my mental illness all my bad days are usually just spread out because of the pandemic i feel like it's more condensed over a short amount of time and like i don't know I have been working the whole time so that helped a lot because I got my new job right before like a week before this all the the pandemic stuff happened so that helped but I don't know yeah I feel well it felt we are not going to past this to clubhouse I feel like I was working a lot and I feel like there's something missing all oh, right pathways that's what's missing and I was like I feel like I want to go and meet mingle or just stay in touch with people but it felt Clear that I wasn't seeing test. So I guess the social as- aspect of it was missing for me. um I don't know. I guess sometimes I felt more anxious than normal. Um, I don't know. It wasn't much different. I think if I didn't have a job, I would be more depressed and more just lost, not knowing what to do. And then my anxiety would be just real bad. Um, yeah, I'm just happy I had a job that really helped get me out of the house. Even though all I did was work, come home, look, come home. It was at a point where I was like, I need to do more, but I can't because everything's closed or everything has limited... Like, I went grocery shopping a few times, but that's not enough. I needed the pathways to <laughs> so mm-hmm. more social. I mean, I had my family, but I needed other people besides my family and stuff. But yeah, it was just weird. I just felt weird the whole time. I still kind of do it because not everything's sent back to normal. So, yeah. Mm. Um,
1: Would you say overall then that your mental health has improved since the beginning? Or do you think it's like still kind of declining?
0: Maybe kind of declining. I don't know. But some days are better. I don't
2: know.
0: I guess a little bit declining, but not by much. I don't know because I am getting out. And this instead of just staying home all the time. So working helps. Yeah.
1: Do you think it's kind of tied to that uncertainty of when the pandemic might end or not knowing when the pandemic will end?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, Cause I, I'm keeping hoping to end soon, but I don't know. Cause it might more cases might come up in the winter and the fall. Which makes me nervous because that's usually when flus and colds spark up a lot more. So that's when I'm worried that it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm just really hoping the winter and the fall, everybody's still kind of cautious, but I feel like a lot of people are not cautious. I'm still kind of, every time I do go out, I'm like, okay, be careful, don't touch the lot surfaces or whatever. So when I, mm-hmm. when I come back home, I always wash my hands after work and when I'm gone out. But even then, I'm, i just worried that it's going to get worse before it gets a lot better.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, I was saying in the last episode too, how uh, in the beginning, there was this, like, really, I actually thought I had COVID because I I remember it was kind of around allergy season two. Oh. and like my throat was just getting like scratchy. Like I kept sneezing and everything. I had dry cough um, and I just was like, oh my God, I have COVID. And then I got really anxious about it too because I live, I live with my grandparent, my grandma. Uh, and so I was very worried about, you know, leaving the house, contracting it and then uh, shedding it to my grandma. And so I was like, Oh, I had to call the nurse's line. And then they, they, you know, I think they asked me a lot of questions and they realized that I think I was just being anxious about it. But mm. certainly now um, I've gotten less worried, still being precautious, but uh, less to the point of um, that debilitating anxiety that some people had uh, at the very beginning. Cause people just didn't know anything about COVID and now there's more information and people are a little bit more aware of how to better protect themselves.
0: Yeah, I, I used to be really worried in the very beginning because I'm like, oh, no, I don't want COVID. But like, I, it's been so long since I had the flu, but I'm still as anxious. Like what if this time when I do get the flu, it'd be COVID and that's to me. Be- a hundred times worse than the average flu, and I don't wanna be a hundred times, I don't wanna feel a hundred times worse. So I get them like, oh, I gotta wash my hands, I gotta wash my hands. Don't wanna to be too close to people. But now I'm getting more relaxed, at the same time I'm still cautious, because um, I do know sometimes like, oh, I'm not too close to people, I gotta keep a distance when I'm talking to them at work, and stuff, so, I don't know. I just, I still get paranoid that I'm gonna get the flu, but it's been a long time since I had the actual flu. I think I usually get just colds during the winter. And yeah, I don't know. I just still sort of get slightly paranoid occasionally. Like, no, I feel this, I feel that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with me. I got to check. But, and then it goes away the day after. I'm like, okay, maybe it wasn't the flu. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. uh, J9, do you think your mental health has improved since the beginning of the pandemic or do you think it's just still kind of like
2: i think it's a roller coaster because <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning like you said like it, I, it was a lot of anxiety of like the unknown being like what is covid what do we what's happening with our world you know what am i going to be able to do not do this summer kind of thing and then then i was like okay you know I, now i got adjusted to it it's okay like i figured out a new routine I'm okay with it but then now kind of like with things opening up again i feel like anxiety is kind of building a little bit more and like especially now that you like can go out and like people are starting to like hang out again and then i'm just like oh boy do i remember how to interact with people not really <laughs> so there's a whole nother layer to socializing and i was like great cheers
1: <laughs> i remember <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because I remember um, we had um, a small outdoor gathering with my family and my family friends. Um, and I just remember that I said to my mom, mom, I forgot how to interact with people in person. And we just started laughing to myself. And I realized that I was like super awkward <laughs> the whole barbecue. And then my friend came up to me and I was like, and he said to me, is this the first time that you're interacting with somebody? And I was like, no, stop don't don't say that so yeah i i completely forgot how to talk to people in person
2: right i'm also
1: just an awkward person in general so it doesn't really yeah.
2: help but like even more i'm like oh my god what am i doing with my hands how am i, I, I do. supposed to stand am i supposed to look at them Like, yeah. all that's gone
1: yeah and then there are people I was talking to my other friend and I was telling and she was telling me like, Oh yeah, this person just always wanted to give people hugs. And I was like, Why are why are you giving hugs during a pandemic? Um so yeah, everyone I, I think there's that weird change in social norms about like, oh now you can't give high fives to people or like even fist bump or like mm-hmm. be within like two meters of somebody.
0: Yeah,
2: I did like the COVID air hug. You're
1: like, oh hi, hi. hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I remember, I remember thinking in the beginning of the pandemic, like, oh, everything, everything will be fine by September. It'll be over. <laughs> let me, let me go get my parking pass for school. So nope.
2: young and naive.
1: <laughs> so young and naive, <laughs> and now, and now we're, I don't know how many months now in, like four-ish months yeah wow well,
2: yeah
1: four months is a really long time that's a quarter mm. of the year you guys Shh. don't do that to me <laughs> well no i'm just putting it into perspective that's four months of the whole year where we've been affected by covid um, yay
2: we do <laughs> feels great
1: <laughs> i mean hopefully hopefully it ends soon you know you gotta wait for that vaccine but um no um, yeah. Um, how do you guys manage your anxiety, especially, I mean, either before the pandemic or during the pandemic?
0: Um, um, before the pandemic, I don't know. I, I like taking naps. That usually helps <laughs> after work or just in general. And then watching TV, playing video games, listening to music also helps my anxiety. Um, yeah. And then I guess during the pandemic, it's the same. It hasn't really changed much. I mean, I don't. I want to say no. I don't nap more. I don't. Anyway. No. I still nap. That's up okay if TV. you do. <laughs> I think I still nap up the same. And then yeah, TV. I play more video games. No. Um, Me too. <laughs> I don't know, cause I I need to change up my routine. Besides watching TV and like napping. And uh, going to work. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I made some more gaming uh, for some reason with my boyfriend online and then my family, too. They, my dad and my brothers are, are gamers, so I did that a lot more online during the pandemic because we couldn't really see each, each other in the same, have each other in the same room and interact, so we just audio chatted, and, yeah, and played video games, that was fun. Still do that. We haven't really stopped. We, I know we did it before, but, not as much now it's like increased a lot more um yeah just g- gaming i don't know i don't really ch- nothing new or changed just more video gaming i think
2: yeah. <laughs> me too me too mm-hmm. the amount of hours i've put into animal crossing during the <laughs> during the pandemic is absurd <laughs>
1: um I can definitely relate to napping more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm guilty of taking, like, three naps in a row. So oh,
2: well, wow, not me. In a row, how do you, when you wake up for, like, five minutes and go back to bed. Maybe. Nice.
1: Not, not during the work day. What are you talking about?
2: No, you would
0: um, never. No. I would never. So motivated. <laughs> I have long naps. Very long naps. They go on for, like, an hour or two. Something like three hours. And then, uh, that, that's, I, I have read that's not I've been told that's not a nap three hours long nap Isn't prime <laughs> nap
2: time like forty
0: minutes or something like that. Twenty.
1: Twenty? Oh. Well,
0: 20, yeah. is a gr- <laughs> twenty is a great This It's supposed to be I think the thirty minutes is the longest nap you can take. So yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't I surpassed that. <laughs> so, yeah, I take. I think my nap's are longer, maybe. Doesn't help it doesn't have the summer. I find I nap longer in the summer. I just can't it's hot. Whenever I nap,
2: I don't think that I'm gonna have a nap, so then I don't set a timer. And then next thing you know, it's like two hours later, and I wake up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
1: okay, I, always I always
0: okay, well, set. I always set alarm every time I go for a nap. I always set my alarm so I don't oversleep and ruin my sleep.
2: i'm just too confident in my ability to not fall asleep and then i do so i betrayed myself
1: (laughs) okay well let me tell you so there was a weekend it was i think it was this last weekend let me tell you how many naps i took i took two full naps i had lunch and then i took a nap and then i woke up sometime between snack and dinner and then after dinner i had my walk and then i took a nap again and then i said oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i have to go to sleep and I still managed to get a full good night's sleep.
0: Oh, well, I could I was up for another—I don't know how many hours.
1: <laughs> I did that, and I woke up the next day at eleven a.m. So I was probably like super sleep deprived the whole week.
0: Jeez, how
2: did you do that?
1: I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm just reading this infographic, so I thought because we're talking about naps, I should share it with you. So the ideal power nap is between ten to. 10 to 20 minutes because it limits you from going into like your actual um, rapid eye movement, which is what makes you feel really groggy if you're caught in between REM sleep. 30 minutes sleep is when you like start getting sleep inertia. So that's when you get that groggy feeling because you've slept too long. <laughs> um, 60 minutes is great if you need to try remembering facts because you're in your slowest wave of sleep. But the do- downside is you're still groggy afterwards. Um, and then 90 minute sleep is really great because this is a full cycle of sleep, meaning that you've gone through all the stages of your sleep cycle, including REM. Um, and it leads to improved emotional and procedural memory. And creativity
2: so we should be taking long naps is what you're saying
1: <laughs> either take 10 to 20 minutes I say go for 20 minutes because that's what I do mm-hmm. um between 20 and 90 minutes and
2: 90 minutes those are very different
1: <laughs> well just make sure that you don't have anything to do after <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so that, that that's that's how I manage my anxiety with clearly to to uh Two ninety minute naps within the day.
2: <laughs> How do you set your alarm for it? Because you gotta allot the time for you to fall asleep and factor that into the time that you set for the timer for your actual sleeping time. So do you just like add extra time to your timer? Or do you just assume you're gonna fall asleep right away?
1: Actually, I, I actually am pretty good about taking naps because I fall asleep right away. <laughs> Ooh. Because it's Big usually, flex. usually, I usually start my timer when I realize, oh my gosh, I'm already starting to fall asleep. Let me set my timer.
0: Mm. Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so you plan- of, I don't know why. I don't, my mind's racing and then I, I don't know, because I know I'm sleepy. It's like, I need a nap. I, know. And then, I don't know what happened to me, like a long time to pass out. And
1: mm-hmm. then I do.
0: And then I, I set my alarm for like two hours or so. One
1: hour.
0: You just go straight for it. <laughs> One hour, two hours. That's, that sounds good. Oh, I it does sound good. good, you're not wrong. And then I keep snooze or whatever, and uh, I end up having a longer nap than planned. I was like, oh, I wake up, I was like, I'm too sleepy, I need a longer nap. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: That's just me in the morning with my morning alarm. Just snooze, snooze, <laughs> snooze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't do that in the morning, but I do find myself getting up and passing out. So mm-hmm. I got to get moving. Mm. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> Has anyone been getting out of the house for to manage their anxiety?
0: Um, not really.
1: Okay. I want well, to be
2: in the house.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, for all of our listeners who don't like to just be in bed or playing video games, we know that getting outside of the house and going for a walk and getting some fresh air or doing some exercise is also great for managing your anxiety. So if you're not a person that likes to stay in your room, play video games and sleep, then there's your other options as well.
0: Then I just don't know how to talk to you. (laughs) That is all I know. (laughs) I mean, I like going out, but I lately I've just been lazy of work and like it's been hot so i was like oh, i could go out right now for a walk but i'm too lazy so i'm gonna stay
2: <laughs> just like sweat outside
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um has anyone been out for for like food at a restaurant like in person
0: uh yeah i went to cat's club twice in the last two weeks and that was it was interesting because uh, all the servers had black face masks on and only certain amount of people can reserve. I think only like table. I think up to four people, like a table or two people for a booth. So it's like very limited amount of people can be in the booth. Um, but it wasn't that bad. And they're not having menus. You gotta go on their website to just look at the menu. So yeah, don't have I noticed that. Food. Menu in your hand. Um, yeah, I think the only place I actually ate at. I, mean, I went to McDonald's and pick up some food, but I didn't eat again So. It's interesting. It's really weird. Where everything's different.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I, I went once. It was not. It was just weird. I don't like it.
2: <laughs> it feels weird. It just feels, <laughs> it feels weird. Like you should be doing it.
1: <laughs> I know. And then there are people who are saying like, if you need to be at a restaurant right now, you are not taking this <laughs> pandemic seriously.
2: Okay, but a lot of those are about the states. <laughs>
1: That's true. It's true.
2: Technically, we are allowed. <laughs>
1: we're in stage three guys we can absolutely take advantage of what restrictions have been lifted
0: yeah
2: we're in stage three we're not just reopening for the sake of reopening <laughs>
1: no it's called
2: disclaimers to make
1: <laughs> um is there anything else that you guys wanted to say about anxiety or how you know your thoughts on the pandemic
0: um i hope it ends soon <laughs> that's all I care about right now I want
1: to end life's too weird right now <laughs> yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that statement <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I know those opinions are our own but I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening at home who would yeah. like the pandemic to end ASAP
2: but also give me time to relearn how to be a person like <laughs> you can't just send me out into the world like this anymore <laughs>
1: I know. I, I hope, like, when the pandemic ends, we, like, have a slow transition to normality. Yeah. <laughs> because then, <laughs> then, you know, I feel like people will be like, "Ugh, I have to go back into work now every single day. Like, that took a toll on everybody's physical health and mental oh, yeah. health. <laughs> like, just that transition. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. Catch us next time on our website pathwaysclubhouse.com um, and you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Pathways Clubhouse as well as our virtual Clubhouse page where you can see fun videos and all of our updates related to um, our COVID transition. <laughs> you can also find us on other forms of social media including our Instagram page for both our Clubhouse and for our Young Adult Program. And we are now on TikTok for our youth program. Follow us, like us, and subscribe.
2: Yay. Yeah. Pathways Clubhouse.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.